Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. Welcome to Neighbor to Neighbor. I'm Matt Jolly. It's Wednesday, the uh, 17th of May. One day before the Shred Guy shows up. We have so much stuff uh, to shred after all these years on the road. I'm telling you what, I don't... Where would I be without this guy? I'd be right in front of the paper shredder for about five and a half hours. Daniel Stein joins me now. He's a Georgia filmmaker. Daniel, I hate shredding. I mean, there's something cathartic about like the first 30 seconds of it, but then after that, it's just misery. <laughs> it's, it's just absolute misery sitting there for hours on end. And the reason I bring this up is because you're a, a filmmaker, but but more importantly, uh, you're doing this for nonprofits. And when you work That's in the right. nonprofit sector, I've been there. You do everything. You take the trash out. You you make the movies. You shred the stuff. I mean, you're doing everything. So welcome to the show. And I can appreciate a, uh, a man who uh, works with his family and makes it happen no matter what. Well, I appreciate that very much. And it's such a pleasure being on your show. So thank you so much for, for having me this morning. Well, let's not talk about paper shredding. Let's talk about Rising Act Films, which is your... Uh, you're a nonprofit. You're the executive director, and you make movies for compelling organizations that have just unbelievable stories. One of them that comes to mind is one that you're working on right now, which is uh, attempting to bring home World War II veterans. Uh, obviously, they're deceased. They're in the Pacific on some faraway island, and this is a difficult process, and you're making a movie about this a film about this to help raise awareness for what an organization uh, by the name of History Flight does. And uh, this is just one of a number of entities and clients that uh, that you make films for. Let's dive into this. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. So, yeah, at Rising Act, we sort of mix film and philanthropy and you know, it's our mission to use film uh, to promote universal awareness and to celebrate these the impact of these nonprofits worldwide. And yes, one of those impacts that one of those organizations that we're working with right now is history flight. And it's amazing that what these guys are doing guys and girls, they're uh, civilians from different uh, places around the world. Uh, and they're coming together and they're bringing home these Marines who have been, been said that they were not recoverable and they've been out there for the, for years, just uh, their remains. And they, they come together and uh, they do these elaborate archeological digs and they're, they're bringing them home for, um, you know, repatriation and, and full military honors. And it's just insane what they're doing. It's, it's really beautiful work and it's hard work. And we, uh, you know, at rising act, we make films to celebrate the people doing the, this kind of work to really shine a light on what they're doing, who they are, why they're doing it. So organizations like, uh, like them, they can get more awareness, more funding, maybe more volunteers. So it's just an honor to be working with, um, with these groups and, and history flight. Yeah. What, the one that we've got coming up is just, uh, has been close to our hearts for a very long time. A lot of these folks who, who start out and run these charities, uh, these not-for-profit corporations, they're brilliant people. They're passionate about their work, but oftentimes if you stop them in the elevator and you say, so what does this do? You'll mm-hmm. get a blank stare and you'll hear, well, you know, we'd really do a lot. And it's it's sort of this discombobulated <laughs> elevator speech that falls out. Mm-hmm. You have a statistic on your website uh, that's in this video that you made about your company, Rising Act Films, and it spoke volumes to me when I watched it. Tell me the statistic about 
how fast our brains can process a picture uh, compared to text. Oh, a, a lot faster. I don't remember the exact number, but it's insane what a movie can do versus, uh, you know, a slideshow or somebody standing up at a, a at a podium telling you exactly what they do. But that elevator pitch is, is very difficult for for nonprofit suits. But we had we worked with an organization recently who um, someone on the board uh, or a friend of someone on their board came to us with a different film project. And they said, you know, my best friend works for this amazing organization and I've known her for years and I knew vaguely what she did. I kind of knew what she did, but it wasn't until I saw this film that you made about the organization that I finally understood what they do. And that, that was just exactly, that's the exact reason why we make these movies because film has, the power to inspire people in a way that nothing else does, especially good storytelling and, uh, and to serve as a call to action. And we just, um, there's so much power in, in doing that. But so, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> a great statistic. I don't remember the number. I just know it was a lot faster. I've got to go. I've got to go look it up. And Chris, I didn't mean to put you on the <laughs> spot about that, but so I have a friend who makes, uh, who makes washers and there's not a whole lot of, you know, I mean, great. You make washers, right? Uh, silicone washers. And he said, I said, why did, you, why did you do this? And he goes, well, it's from an engineering, you know, background, and you've got to make these silicon washers. And his company comes to mind here because the number one reason they made these silicon washers was to put in remote water wells that feed villages in, in the farthest reaches of the world, whether it's Africa or, you know, the South Pacific. These, <laughs> these washers are what drive... Uh, these wells, these hand-driven wells uh, that make them more efficient and where they can hold pressure and all this kind of stuff that his company does. But if you talk to the guy, uh, they make washers. And really what they're doing is they're providing water uh, to, to people who just otherwise might not have clean drinking water. Talk to us about your background because you just don't get into this uh, if you're not yeah. good. <laughs> For a lack of a better word, you know. Yeah, well, I've been making films since uh, 2008, I, I guess, and you know, it started off a stepping stone approach. I made some short films, and those did those did really well. They won lots of awards, had great attention, and then I was able to you know make a feature film finally, and it kind of kept climbing from there. But I always felt that I've always been impressed by humanitarian and environmental causes and the people who serve them, and making films that that don't just you know, get released on and disappear onto Amazon Prime, but films that we can turn over for these nonprofits to use for years and years to come in order to keep doing their amazing work. And, and that that's kind of how I uh, came uh, about this. I remember seeing the film Hotel Rwanda. Did you ever see that film? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that in theaters. And then at the end, they had a bit of a call, call to action at the end of the movie. And I remember hearing statistics that donations started flooding in from uh, the U.S. and all around the world to the cause happening in Rwanda. And a lot of people in the U.S. and other places didn't even know what was going on over there. And this film put in story format with incredible acting like from Don Cheadle and cinematography and music. It made people go, wow, what, what is happening? It, it sort of got, let us step behind the, cur the curtain a little bit and, uh, and really see what was happening in a way and that really touched pull on the heartstrings there and it, it inspired action that always stuck with me and you know that's kind of what we try to do with our our films or our commercials and we do documentaries we do narratives we do psas but we always have that storytelling approach we work with you know filmmakers not videographers we we try to bring out the the strongest story possible and um so that's kind of how i 
how I came about it. We wanted to create things, nonprofit media that, that felt like something that you would watch in your, in your living room on any streaming platform, the same level of quality. And we, we do that uh, because these, these nonprofits, they, well, they deserve it. And the best part about this is this is a consortium. So you never know who you're going to get. So if Ridley Scott wanted to come and volunteer with you guys or whomever, uh, you're, you're going to welcome them into the club. Absolutely. You know, that. yes, he's high up on our list to get him. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because Scorsese exactly right. is, is now making the, uh, the water well videos, but I love it. That's right. That's I mean, right. Is I have there, a few missed calls from Spielberg. I got to yeah. call him back after this one. So. But is there anything more important than, than, than using your talent to, to help humanity? I mean, that's, that's got to feel good every day when you wake up. It, it, it does. And it, it really does. And we, we get, testimonials even years after we make some of these films sometimes that just fuel why we do this. We've heard that some, that, you know, a film has saved one organization told us the film that we made had literally saved, saved lives, which, you know, when I heard that I just started, I just started crying when I heard that, you know, and, and we had another organization said that just, they had no idea that they could look so, so cool after they saw the film, because, you know, I think nonprofit media, when you hear that, you, have a certain image of your head of just this talking heads and informational side thing. But, um, we really try to like elevate all of that. And, uh, we had another organization say that they had no idea how much they needed a film like this until they, they saw it. And they're, they're using it now to, to raise a, quite a bit of money for their organization. And so, yes, it feels incredible. And the people that we get to meet, uh, through this work is, is amazing. It's opened my, my heart and mind in so many ways. And, and, uh, Sometimes we have donors bring to us uh, organizations who I didn't know were out there, you know, or I wasn't aware of their cause. And they say, hey, you know what, I gotta, I'm on the board of this organization or I support this organization. They could really use a, a film like what, what you all do. And they'll bring that to us. And then through that, we get to just, um, you know, grow t- together. And we, we create this, um, yeah, I don't know how to put it. It's the best, it's kind of the best job in the world, you know. Well, I think it. I think it's certainly right up there. It, Rising Act Films again is the name of your group. It's RisingActFilms.org. You can log on there and see a a wonderful presentation uh, that features Daniel in there and your wife, uh, who also works with you. That's in, right. In yeah. this endeavor, which is great, a family business. The Absolutely. other thing I want to point out is you're you're in Georgia strategically. I mean, Georgia has become a hub uh, for filmmaking and for the movies and and so much more when it comes to entertainment, but you're here uh, strategically. I found out about you from our Writers Guild, uh, our, our first ever Writers Conference. You were the sponsor of, I believe, the uh, the keynote address, which was which was wonderful, and it and it opened a door uh, for us to talk today. But let's let's uh, let's focus on what you need. You're a five hundred one c three as well, which means you're a you know a registered charity here in the state. If uh, if folks want to help you out. You take that money and then you turn it around to help film projects. That's exactly right. Yeah, we're 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 a charitable organization ourselves, so donations are uh, the essential element to our our existence. And you know, our donors they enable us to have maximum operational flexibility to to meet the needs of all of these nonprofits that we work with. And so we go we go above and beyond to ensure that they have a product that's powerful, that's versatile, that's enduring. Uh, you know, and we do, we just do things that, uh, for these nonprofits that, uh, other production companies can't. And that's because of our donor support. We use the best, uh, filmmakers that, that are out there, you know, that we can, uh, that are in Atlanta. A lot of them are here in Atlanta and we use the best equipment and we just, 
make these things at, at um, yeah. The, the other thing for, for people who donate, uh, they don't, they don't know what they can for a specific cause or organization. They may be, um, they're helping us create, I guess, a unique and a powerful story on behalf of organizations that they love. And by making a film, by giving that gift, that gift is multiplying. It's, it's inspiring potentially thousands of other donors like themselves. So really these, these donations are to create films are really gifts that just, they just keep on giving. That's a wonderful way to put it as an investment, you know, for, for future, uh, benefit. I mean, you, you give now and it's going to continue to give. One thing I wanted to point out, and you, you just touched on it, is maybe there's an organization that is near and dear to your uh, your own uh, your own heart and you want to make uh, a donation to Daniel and Rising Act Films that would perhaps fund a film for that organization. I'm sure you're open to that as well. Uh, absolutely. You know, the one that we're doing here this year that we're, we're still... Um, you know, hope, hoping donations come in for is this one for for History Flight that we're filming out there in the Pacific, and we're hoping that because they, these people out there that, that doing this work, they're not going to stop doing this incredible, this hard work uh, until all of these Marines come home, and they're not they're just not going to stop. And but they work a lot of times in in obscurity, and films are a film like this is going to not just showcase what they're doing to their existing audience, but the style of this film is going to bring new audiences to their cause is going to let them know they're out there. And, and uh, so that's what we're hoping for now. That's our, that's probably the one that's um, most current that we've got going on next. So, you know, our project for history flight is um, we would love some support to help get that film across the, the finish line. Absolutely. I think it's a wonderful group and it's a wonderful organization and, you talked a little bit about the work. I know you went out there to do this, mm -hmm. to make this film. You got to see sort of behind the scenes and what they're really doing. And this is not a summer vacation on a South Pacific island. I mean, it's hot. It's it's miserable in a lot of cases. And uh, these folks are out there just doing this uh, with a joyful heart. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. We, you know, we got out there to to sort of uh, be a part of the 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 excavation and watch what they're doing. But yeah, the it's a hard place to work. It's an incredibly hard, hard place to work and they're, but they're doing it and they, um, they, they love doing it and they go time, they go time and time again. They go back there several, several times throughout the year. They have rotations. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, we, we, we already appreciated and loved what they were doing, but coming back from that little Island in the Pacific, uh, Wow, it just it just blew our minds, and we appreciate it all all the more. And uh, the world just needs to know about what they're doing, and uh, and we want to be a part, and our donors want to be a part of helping them bring the rest of these previous the, 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 bring them home, because it's time to bring them home. Well, amen to that. Well, you're doing great work, Daniel, and I appreciate you coming on this morning. Rising Act Films is uh, the name of his uh, the name of his foundation there. Uh, and organization risingactfilms.org. We'll quick link it in the show story uh, for the podcast that'll uh, be posted up here right after the live broadcast. But Daniel, thanks for coming on, and I hope you'll come back. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. It's been a pleasure. And um, yeah, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day here. Thank you again, Daniel. We'll talk soon. Daniel Stein, everyone, from risingactfilms.org. We'll be right back here with Brother Wade 
in just a few more moments. Hi, this is Wade Peebles from Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio. I'm here to tell you about Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. And you don't have to worry about supply chain issues or where your beef comes from. Do what I do and call Meeks Brothers Cattle Company today. You can get a whole, half, a quarter, any amount of beef you want. Good quality beef. Back in pack. Lasts up to three years in your freezer. It's grass-fed, grain-finished, made to order. Visit Meeks Brothers Cattle Company on Facebook today and tell them Brother Wade sent you. And that's Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. Thank you. I know you can hear me, and so can your customers. Lots of people don't take kids seriously. Well, listen up. Advertising on Georgia Radio is seriously easy and affordable. Visit georgiaradio.com slash advertise, or better yet, call the station. So let's talk. Your customers are listening, and so is my mom. Hi, Mom. Welcome back here to Neighbor to Neighbor, Matt Jolly. Uh, hanging out here with your brother, Wade Peebles. Hanging out on the phone line. Are you somewhere safe, brother Wade? Yeah, well, I'm on the inside place. That's the only place I've yeah. Pulled over on the side place. of the road. That's right. Never in a dangerous place for me. <laughs> Driving that log truck today. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Wanted to have you on for an update because you know, everybody's worried about you. And uh, you've been off the air because your voice has been sore on Tuesday nights. It's sort of like a kid yeah. waking up for school and... That's right. Playing all day on the weekend, but Tuesday nights it gets sore again. But, no, you you really Uh have been in a lot of pain, and uh, we're praying for your recovery. But you sound good today. Wanted to have you on. I I appreciate that. Yeah, it comes and goes. Some days are good. Some days are worse. And uh, some days are fine. Well, uh, just never know. know, I'm I'm, uh, not going to let it get the best of me. Well, I think that's great. Uh, let's let's talk about what's going on on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. People have been talking a lot uh, here lately about uh, things that they're interested in. That's no surprise. But also, uh, they've been getting a little snippy, and you had to you had to jump in there the other day and tell folks to be nice, which I thought was kind of funny because they were getting yeah. snippy about things that other people wouldn't get snippy about. Yeah, you have to you know you would think that grown people you wouldn't have to uh, chastise them like that. But they would, but you do getting I mean, getting in heated debates over sweet tea yeah. and unsweet, uh, you know, <laughs> cornbread. Yeah, it, yeah, it's always about things that uh, you you would think people wouldn't fight over. But it, it, you know, people say don't talk talk politics, religion. But yeah, don't don't if you put sugar in your grits, you know, don't don't tell people that in Georgia because they will fuss with you about that. So there are certain things that you know, religion, politics, fine, but. Grits, that kind of thing. Yeah, you could get in trouble. Stand yeah. back, prepare for yep. it. Yeah, well, I yep. understand that. And, and uh, you know, I like good gummy rice, and a lot of people don't, and they'll get right fractious about it. If Grandpa would say fractious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw where uh, I saw some good news the other day, and I wanted to bring this up. Our friend Chris Adams, uh, his his dog, unexpectedly. Ada yeah, unexpectedly yeah. died the other day. And, of course, for those of you who don't know Chris, uh, Chris was born uh, 20-something years ago, 30 years ago. But it was a mistake. <laughs> so he, he's actually about, right, he's actually yeah. about 250 years old. And, yes. and anyhow, Chris lives this way and uh, lives this way very effectively, uh, promoting and keeping alive the ways of the past, Literally in all that he does, and he has this. Yeah, and his dog was an example of that. Yeah, her that that uh, 
and she was beautiful. Anyway, and she died unexpectedly. But a friend gave him a, a black and tan her now, and and I hope that dog's doing well. But I just hated that so bad to learn that his dog had passed away because. Oh yeah, well, well, he had, dog, you know? it really was. It was a great great cur, and the good news is, like you said, he there's a new one that showed up, and uh, that that's Which just I perfect. I want to say this, Matt. Um, a lot of people think, and I used to when I was younger, thought that a cur or a vice was a mixed breed or almost a a, a, a slur, of uh, uh, you know, like a biscuit eater or a Heinz fifty seven, you know, uh, on your dog. That I didn't know that vice and curs were actual breeds of dog, but they are they are curs. Uh, like my uh, ladybug, she's a a mountain cur. There's several kinds of curs, and, and the same with vice. They're little dogs that look like a Jack Russell, something like that, a good squirrel dog. But a lot of people are uh, misinformed about the fact that they think that a cur or a fice is a mixed breed, uh, but they're not. They're real dogs. Maybe not with the AKC, but they're a real dog. Yeah, they really are with AKC. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, yes. Learn, learn something five, new every yes. day. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of learning something new, I called you this weekend. I was all excited because we were down at uh, Pebble Hill Plantation down there in Thomasville, Georgia. They had a big Mother's Day deal and went down there and had a great time and learned a lot. And I thought, man, I cannot wait, cannot wait to call Wade and see what he knows about the family that used to own the place. And, we, you know, we toured the house, and they're very forthcoming. They share a lot with you about the family and everything. But, you know, there's always a backstory. And I knew, I just yeah. knew Wade was going to know. So I, I called you, and I left a message, called you back. And it was and a great disappointment, I understand. It was a great disappointment. I said, wait, what do you know about this? I heard about that conversation. Yeah. It was a great disappointment. Yes. I said, wait, what do you know? And you go, oh, yes, Miss Pansy. Yeah. Don't know anything about her. That's right. <laughs> nothing about her. <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything yeah, about her. Where was that place again, Matt? Oh, yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. I kind of fluffed it up and gave you some background or <laughs> you know, general information, make it sound right. like. You know, maybe I, right. but I didn't. No, I, I don't know a about it. I thing no about idea. that person. I don't, I don't know about it. Well, it was a fun place. And no babies. Nothing about birth no babies. Yeah, well, yeah. it was a fun thing to go down there and see all that. And the, the cool thing is, it you know, it's still, the land is intact. And, and that, I just think that's really great. I mean, it's a 3,000-acre yes. hunting preserve. And, of course, well, that's the cool thing about area, Thomasville. I did tell you that, you know, Thomasville, I think, was settled by, it was, after the Civil War by uh, Confederate and Union uh, officers and, and, and they, they, from both armies, they, they kind of settled that place together as a joint effort. And uh, there are many, uh, there's a lot of big old pines, some old growth pines that have never been cut, a lot of wiregrass in old pine country, and it's very good quail hunting territory and uh, places that are now, and have for years, uh, raised quail and, and been uh, you know, people could go on quail hunts. If you want to go on a quail hunt, there are many places around the Thomasville plantations around the Thomasville area where you, you could know it. not only go quail hunting, but in style and, you know, horses and wagons and, and, uh, you know, the accommodations are old, old style. It's fun, fun, fun. Well, and what, one thing that impressed me about this place and, and the other places around there, the other big, uh, properties that were around there is they were you know they were doing prescribed burning down there oh which, yeah they managed those parks down there well i can say for the most um well and that's something that we need to do on our places we really need a we need a controlled burn we need to be doing yeah. that 
And, and you just, you don't see that a whole lot anymore because it's, it is, it's expensive to do and it takes, you've got to know what you're doing and commitment and commitment. It takes knowledge and commitment. And there's a lot of people don't have knowledge or commitment. Well, I, I got, I, have, I got very I, little of both. I fall into that category. <laughs> well, I mean, part of you just thinks, well, if I just let the land do its yeah. thing, it's going to be fine. Right? It will show me what, how to go. You know, yeah. I'll follow my land. Now I just grow up and become what we call rank. Yeah. Always wrong with weeds. Won't be able to drive a log truck through it. Nope, you won't be able to drive a log through it. Well, it's good stuff, Brother Wade. I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that you don't know. I I do want you to to rest assured. Oh, though. I do want. I, I want to say one thing. The I gave uh, some uh, meat for the calculus steaks to Michael Ogden, our pastor at New Beginnings. Wendell Brown there called his. He called me this week and said, Pastor Mike wants to know how to get some more of those steaks. That's the best steaks he ever ate in his life, and so. I asked, I messaged Steve Meeks and asked him, could they, could people just buy steaks? And he said, yes. As a matter of fact, that's a new thing they're doing there. They've got steaks. You can just buy steaks now. And, uh, because they're doing a lot of, uh, selling a lot of ground beef and that left them with, with steaks available. And, uh, so if anybody wants the greatest steak in the world, get with Meeks Brothers. Yeah. Call them up. And they do have a, they do have a <sighs> handy dandy website. Yeah, and you don't have to buy a whole. You can buy a whole cow, half a cow, quarter. You can buy boxes of beef, but now you can just order steaks. Yeah, now you got to go get it. You've ever eat? Yeah, yep. you got to go down there and pick it up. And uh, yeah, they're not going to spoon feed you. Don't have to go get it and cook it. Yeah. Now imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> you can't nuke it. Well, what I was going to tell you is that I rest assured <laughs> that I I bought the book on Pebble Hill Plantation, and I'll be reading up on it. Read it. So yeah. I I will be able to answer my own questions because. For once in my life, you've 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 not known something about well, something in the state of maybe Georgia. Maybe I can read about it, and then later we can have a pop quiz. You can you can tell me about it. That'll be yeah, great. Yeah, I can have a pop quiz. We'll see. You know. There you go. Makes All right. 100. Who makes a hundred? Me or Matt? There you go. That'll be fun. We'll do it. We'll do it live on the air one night. And, uh, we'll have a pop quiz. We'll have the we'll have the director there from Pebble Hill call up and quiz us on it. How I'll, I'll learn my part. Don't you worry about me. All right. <laughs> Have fun with Shorty and eat him up out there in the woods today. I got them all covered. Yeah, all right. Scattered. All right. <laughs> Take care, Brother Wade. Right. Wade Peoples, Bye, everybody, from Georgia Folk and Farm Life. You can find him right there on uh, Georgia Folk and Farm Life on Facebook and, of course, uh, all over the place. 86,000 followers in that group and uh, a lot of fun. So head on over to Georgia Folk and Farm Life. You'll be glad you did. My thanks to Daniel Stein for uh, coming on this morning and talking about his group, risingactfilms.org. You can make a donation. You can learn more about them all right there at risingactfilms.org. We'll talk to you next week. So long for now, everybody. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country.